and welcome to Inclusion Europe Radio. Ambitions. Right. Belonging. In this conversation, Adam Zalishne talks about how Polish associations are helping Ukrainian refugees with disabilities. Adam is from our member in Poland, Psony, who are directly involved in supporting the refugees. Conversation recorded on the 8th of March is about the situation in Poland, what people there need, and also about those who cannot leave Ukraine being left in the residential institutions. Log on to Inclusion website for updates on the situation and to learn about ways you can help. Thank you for listening. First, if you can tell me more about what, what Psone is doing and what the situation in, in Poland is in, in helping refugees with disabilities, and then we would move on to uh, what, what the situation you think and you know is, is in Ukraine itself. But let's start with what the situation is in Poland, what is what, what yeah. you are doing with Psone and others, and most importantly, what you need from other countries and, and what help you would need at this stage. Sure. So um, the situation is that we have already, um, according to the United Nations and the Polish uh, data, about 1,100,000 uh, of uh, refugees that already crossed the border to Poland. So that is as of 8th March. And the numbers usually each day uh, go up uh, up to 70,000 or 100,000. So basically that's that's the standard. Um, and unfortunately, we don't know and don't have any concrete data how much and how many of what is the percent of persons mm -hmm. with disabilities. Yeah. What we know from working on the ground and from various sources that um, like usually an evacuation efforts Persons with disabilities are not in the first, I would say, wave of persons that uh, evacuate. Uh, only recently, uh, after a couple of days, after a, a week, there is a, a steady increase in the number and the percentage of persons with disabilities, with various disabilities coming across the border. So they've already assessed the situation. The waiting times are shorter because at some point up to the fourth day of the evacuation process, it was up to 70 hours at some of the border crossing. And I mean only the queue to the border crossing itself. So it was absolutely impossible for many of persons with disabilities. It was nearly impossible for anybody, but with persons with disabilities, absolutely to go through now. The waiting time is in some of the crossings a couple of hours and some about 10 hours. It's still quite long, long, but it's it's doable for at least some of the person. We've also have information like uh, one of the efforts that is being made now is our children from um, children homes from orphanages that are coming through. Some of these children have disabilities. Uh, it's not usually a very big percentage, but usually it's like about 10% of the persons itself coming through. And also we have um, each day more numerous number of, I would say, um, 
uh, organized some kinds of organized groups of persons who are um, um, have disabilities and need high support have sort mm -hmm. high support needs. So, for example, are bedridden or are persons with uh, with uh, for needing yeah with intellectual disability with schizophrenia with autism that need high uh, high support or um, are sometimes paralyzed. So each day um, from now, from the couple of days ago, uh, means more persons with disabilities coming through the border. And of course, um, we can say that it's a good thing because that means uh, more people can go through with the evacuation effort so they can keep up with the, with the phase. But that again means that we need much more I would say uh, work to be done in order to accommodate all those persons. Sony is uh, is um, very much on the ground from day one because uh, many of the Sony branches, which it has 120, and 20 of them are in the in the Lubelskie and Podkarpackie voivodeship. That means, and many of these are very close to the border, um, and that's one thing. Uh, apart from that, that uh, we've managed to get, I think, from day four or four or five, um, uh, the Psonik Dynsk uh, branch to to set up uh, info line, uh, and we managed to to secure some funding from the government as well for border guard personnel. But of course, also people with disabilities themselves also also phoned to that, and uh, we tried to get also uh, support not only in, in Polish, but uh, the main uh, thought of this info line is to get, uh, we've already made a query uh, and uh, within our branches, and we've already have about 50 branches, which uh, uh, more than 50 branches that have some some kinds of more organized support and some, some I would say, um, a bigger way than, you know, standard like families taking uh, persons into their homes. So, um, and we try to make sure that we have uh, both um, short-term and long-term stay, of course, accessible for persons mm -hmm. with various disabilities, mm -hmm. that we have accessible transport, that we have uh, some parts of rehabilitation, also education. Already, we have some schools that uh, manage to take in uh, children with disabilities That's now un unfortunately informally because the you know we still don't have the uh, the needed legal i would say um background but uh, we're doing it nonetheless and uh, of course there are also uh, the need of help in medicine rehabilitation and various sorts of of those elements but the, the problem generally for, I would think, not only Sony, but for many of the organizations is that I think it's, it's, um, it's the time that we're already, um, I would say, at the breaking line. So there are so many persons coming each day and each day it's more. Sometimes each day it's about uh, 100 people with disabilities that come into needs high support, have high support needs to various places. So um, we're already full in many of the places. So that's why, for example, yesterday 
we've uh, we've asked about the special conference with the with the plenipotentiary for persons with disabilities and the, the regional authorities and the, the representatives from the ministries to uh, set up a very coordinated effort in order to make sure that we get uh, so because we know that uh, you cannot go with mostly NGO support when you have this kind of scale of catastrophe, I would say, humanitarian catastrophe. And um, we know that uh, in one, two, three days, it will be already so much over the top that there is need of a very coordinated effort. So I don't know what the outcomes will be. We've already set a number of uh, elements that have to be done both in terms of uh, information, which is, of course, lacking, uh, even though we have some kinds of uh, try, trying to coordinate it on the on the NGO level, uh, working with many organizations. Then I think that's the that's one of the, the pluses that we've managed from day one to get also uh, within the Polish Forum of Persons with Disabilities, but with many organizations of also uh, working with with children from foster care, uh, working with the elderly, uh, we've managed to set up a quite good, I would say, coordination effort for both for I would say individual persons with very with needs or you know and like arriving at the border crossing at two a.m. with nobody and nothing. So and with the regional authorities not having very much of a clue what to do. And, and both, of course, for the systemic part. And uh, um, we still see that it's the systemic um, response is lacking in many of the areas. We hope that it will change, both for the accessibility of the process uh, on, the, on the border crossings, because that's, that's problem uh, one of the problems there, for the waiting times, the humanitarian corridors, which <clears throat> sometimes work, sometimes not. So it's, it really depends on the border crossing, on the day, time of day. So it shouldn't be like that because if somebody wants to uh, come to the border or take their relative with high support needs, waiting 10 hours at zero degrees in the night, you know, in a huge queue of people is not the way to go. So it's, it's, it's impossible for many of the persons. Uh, and not all, not all of these, you know, um, some are by car, some are by bus, but some are also by foot. So like have some buses that get them to some point and then off you go. So um, uh, we try as much as we can to get also a systemic response. We hope that the, in the Podkarpatskie and Lubelskie Voivodeship, there will be in a couple of days, uh, um, uh, support center for temporary support in order to get the people from the border to the to this temporary support center for the persons to have any kinds of temporary stay but also assessment of needs that is very very needed uh, at that point because in order after a, a, a sensible assessment we can again again search the, the places that are most suited uh, in order to get either a um, couple of other days for transit, uh, you know, long-term stay like a couple of months or maybe more, 
uh, if the person needs education, if, if they have children, if they have children, I don't know, who are deaf, for example, then we need to, to work with other organizations. Um, there are a great number of factors that we have to take into consideration with each individual person. And it's it's not that we can set up, you know, a, a, um, I would say a, a procedure that is, you know, 100% going through. Incredibly impressive amount of, of work and, and mobilization on, on the side of the Polish civil society and, and yeah. Sony and, and, and many, many others, uh, what you are talking about and what I can see on, on, on the internet. Um, uh, I think it's it's pretty clear that that much need is all is needed now from from the government and and from EU in coordinating the support and then providing um, like a specific um, things for that. What would be your like urgent needs beyond the coordination that you already mentioned? Obviously, money in this situation is also uh, an important factor. But besides these two points, what would be like a very specific things that that you would need now in Poland at this moment? Well, um, at some point um, at, at the start, we had uh, enough of, um, I would say, um, rehabilitation accessories or, or uh, items. So we had, of course, transportation items like wheelchairs and uh, walkers and etc. But now is the time that we're running short on that. So I think that that will be one of the points um, further. Of course, what we were trying to do is get a systemic response for that, because in order to encompass this number of persons, we need, of course, um, warehouses to, 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 to have the places and in order to get be, be able to ship it uh, fast to the places that we need the, those places. So, uh, of course, um, in this situation where we still don't have very big shortages in the number of, uh, I would say, needed elements on the scale of the country. So you can buy usually somewhere in the country the things that we need. Not not all, but most. Of course, funds are the I would say the fastest way to, to provide support, but in terms of um, items and other um, other options. So, um, of course, it's unfortunately medication, which a number of people needs, I would say, on the go. Uh, there are, um, of course, we will need after some time, but we need to, to get the places running in a systemic manner uh, maybe sometimes of specialized beds um, and some more specialized supports. Um, we've already talked with some specialists, um, also foreign specialists, for example, in um, AAC, so the Alternative and Augmented Communication. But still, I would say it's it's very hard because you have to have some kinds of a legal boundary then. If you want the people to go, for example, a month, to Poland in order to support you, it's not viable to do it only on on this basis that 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 the people have their hearts, and we managed to secure you know very little funding. So that's that's the unfortunately the thing. So uh, it's it's unfortunately 
up to now, it's hard to pinpoint very exact, exact items uh, in order to support. That's the hard case because the situation is very, very dynamic, unfortunately. And um, um, one of the elements that we do sometimes lack, uh, we now lack, is the number of places we can accommodate the people in because we're in many of the places we're already full. And now there is, um, now we have, I would say, a, a very big dilemma because we've already tried to halt any of the services we do on a very, very regular basis. Like, for example, training support, uh, supporting supported flats, which have training capacity. So the people are training on a, on a you know ongoing basis like with intellectual disabilities but now of course we we assess what are the needs and some of the places we've had to rearrange in a very quick manner to to encompass persons who need accessible settings and uh, it may go like this so that we will have to you know um i don't know renovate other places in order to make more of them because uh there will be more persons um but unfortunately i would say that um, the scale of this is that uh, it's it's really hard unfortunately to pinpoint very specific items as such yeah i, I understand the situation is is overwhelming and so if if i try to basically summarize at this moment still the best way to help is is essentially with money making making donations so it is possible then to buy in poland the equipment and the medicines that are needed so is there a, what is the best way to offer support essentially if um well what we are trying for a couple of days now to to get in through is that the polish rehabilitation fund for persons with disabilities um set up uh, sets up a number of storehouses also quite close to the border in order to make sure that we can transfer the uh, all of the needed equipment um close to the border because usually usually we need them close because if somebody goes without a wheelchair he needs it at the spot so if somebody needs some specialistic supports also he needs it at the spot of course there are a number of things that go only after assessment but uh we are trying to get the the polish rehabilitation fund to 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 get it coordinated but unfortunately up to now uh the, the main points that we get are either the branches of sony there is also the association um uh, uh, in Zamosz, who is also doing a very absolutely fantastic job in trying to coordinate the work on the in the Lubelski Voivodeship, and um, and we have also the the Polish Forum of, uh, for Persons with Disabilities, who is trying to network also many other organizations, and we have also a number of, I would say. Um, emergency groups that convene uh, on a quite regular basis what to what to do and check so um for now unfortunately we don't have you know one address to get the, the places going and that's one of the things that we're already asking for a couple of days 
because we see that there is a need for uh, amassed equipment to be in a number of pl one place in order to assess and you know individually also get it running because if we need for example uh children wheelchairs then we need them in very specific sizes um, maybe that is the one of the things that we're we're already lacking is the the wheelchairs for children because uh, we need a number of specific sizes and we need more of them in order to to fit the needs of course we we uh, we talk about both um sometimes active uh, wheelchairs but also more specialistic ones because you know um the needs are especially yeah, of with course children, I mean, this is, this is not so easy yeah. to make it one one size fits all right yeah. people people need all all kinds of specialized like yeah specific equipment adjusted to their specific needs well um yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I think we got a pretty good picture of what the situation in Poland is and all the work that you are doing. And then thank you and, and everybody in Psony and all the other organizations. We just briefly move on now to, to the people who cannot leave Ukraine. Um, and that's, let's say, the main focus for us at Inclusion Europe. We uh, been in working closely with our member, the VGO coalition of, of families of people with disabilities. And of course, they are in a very bad situation, especially areas directly affected by war, but also in, in, in all over Ukraine because their services are, are being overwhelmed. So it is very difficult. Uh, but then there are also people in, in, in residential care homes, institutions, whatever we are going to call them. The numbers very much differ, but they are very high anyway. Uh, that's something from 80,000 children, um, probably higher, and then tens of thousands of adults with disabilities. Yeah. Um, I know that it is very difficult to have very specific and uh, confirmed information, but anyway, is there anything that, that you can say what you are hearing about the situation mm -hmm. of people in the residential services? Um, well, the problem with the situation is that I've personally talked with about 20 of people who are both underground, uh, on, on the ground in Ukraine and uh, are in big international humanitarian NGOs. Uh, in the Polish NGOs, which do humanitarian work uh, with the number of activists. And the problem is that there is still this kind of a frightening black hole of information. So, and unfortunately now at, at first it was, it was, um, it encompassed nearly all persons and institutions, but fortunately, uh, children and orphanages and children homes were the first ones to to get out of this black hole so there were um, coordinated efforts poland already has over more than 5000 children and and i would say not uh, yeah so over 5000 children from um, mostly from orphanages and uh, children homes and that is the statistic that is done by the the organizations which uh, do work in foster care 
the the official numbers are much much lower because many of the children don't go through the official official procedures and um and that is also i would say very hard because it's hard to coordinate that kinds of number of of children that need you know um um support they didn't get so that and at least 10 percent of that sometimes more are children with disabilities so the elements of the situation of persons with institutions for children is already gaining some, I would say, um, momentum. But it's still, you know, we're talking about 5,000 or a little bit more children from, from orphanages, and we still have up to 80,000 or 100,000 there. Of course, these are mostly children from the eastern part of Ukraine, where the situation is most dire. Um, and I know about at least one place where there were also adults, more adults from uh, from institutions uh, taking taken and crossing the border. But you know, it's only one group of the many of groups of children that came in the same time. So the problem is that um, we don't have any sensible on ground data i would say very reliable data it says about both residential care institutions about social care homes nursing homes and also psychiatric hospitals psychiatric wards so the, the problem is that um, um, many of those places are not in the highly populated areas so sometimes are outside the municipalities itself so the people which try to shelter from bombardments and other situations um, rarely go <laughs> close to the to the places sometimes um, those are usually quite big institutions um, and um, and but the the fact that there is so scarce nearly no data reliable on that is making us all the more frightened in this situation so what we do is to is to ask for evacuation to encompass also the persons who are institute in institutions. So be inclusive also for those persons. We know of number of shortages of uh, either food or medical supplies to uh, also individual homes in the municipalities like in Lvov. So uh, it's really hard to imagine how the places which are in eastern Ukraine outside of municipalities won't suffer high or or devastating sometimes shortages both in personnel which many of them came through the border because we know that for children uh, with disabilities or not the personnel came sometimes with their own children and the children uh from the orphanages and it's 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 an absolutely great effort from their part but we don't see that kinds of uh, of a movement from uh, from persons like going from the personnel going um, from the institutions because it's much harder to take a better than person that is. Um, I absolutely share this um, this very urgent concern for the, for the situation of of people in in these institutions, as you are saying, essentially both in danger of being. Uh, without supplies, without food, medicine, water, 
and also being um, essentially abundant as, as people are leaving those areas for um, uh, all the obvious reasons. So it's very important for anybody who has um, the relevant responsibilities on, on the side of the government's humanitarian organizations to work towards reaching out to these places and then checking out on the people because we of course need to ensure and prevent uh, a mass mass um, catastrophe on this and this uh, and this respect so uh well thank you very much for it. is there anything else you would like to get on record regarding the situation before i stop mm -hmm. recording and then we just chat further a little bit um, there is also um, an effort now to set up um, um, a center for support of persons with disabilities in Lvov. So um, also a temporary for the persons who are crossing, uh, thinking about crossing the border, mostly Poland, but also to, to Romania or Slovakia. Um, and um, we hope that it will we are supporting and trying to amass the amount of equipment needed, like beds and uh, nearly nearly most of the, the equipment, and ship it through the through the border uh, with the help of the UN UN logistical cluster, and uh, but also for the persons who are internally disp displaced, so will want to remain in Ukraine, for example, because of um, the language barrier and because of some relatives who are still in, in place, but needs, you know, support that is also high support, so 24-7. So there is a place that uh, we are working with uh, um, the, the Polish Forum of Persons with Disabilities, with some help with the Polish uh, Association for Persons with Intellectual Disabilities, and with the Latvian friends and the Ukrainian friends to set up this place, because it we hope at least that for some of the persons who have who have a very big difficulty in getting across the border that making this kinds of i'd say safe houses or checkpoints uh to make it more viable to go uh, from from the eastern parts of the country which sometimes takes unfortunately days um to get to this place and have you know accessible toilets, uh, you know, have basic medical supplies that are needed for a specific type of a disability, and then um, either cross to Poland to a temporary place, and then after a needs assessment, go into a long-term stay or transit to another country if they want, if they have relatives there, for example, um, or, or stay there for a longer time. So that's one of the efforts that we are trying now to to do and um, and also we we really try to do as much advocacy we can in order to to get a, a systemic effort. But we also see that there's a, so much mounting, I would say, not evidence because it's quite obvious, but um, there is so much mounting, increasing number of persons with very high support needs and uh, needs in general. And I think that it's it's about time there is also a very systemic, wide-scale support from the international community. Of course, we have organizations on the ground, international organizations, but it's still not a full-scale response because it's you know it's only a couple, you know, not even two weeks 
um, from from the start. It's nearly two, two weeks from the start, and um, we need that SAP. We know that there are shortages in global scale of of number of, of things needed, like you know generators of, of fuel of electricity, but um, we need that badly. Also from the European Union side to get all of its. Um, uh, I would say um, agencies and the, the parts of the European Commission uh, in order to scale up the response. Because I think all of the countries that take into take um, refugees with disabilities or basically refugees are, I would say, on the on the tipping point in, in, in terms of their abilities to to support the persons on their own. So we hope for a coordinated effort both internally and internationally, because it's the only way that we can assure that we can get this, any sensible support going to, to the vast number of, of refugees coming in from. So that's it. Thank you, Adam. That was Adam Zawisny from the Polish organization PSONY, which is one of the many organizations in Poland supporting people with disabilities crossing over from Ukraine fleeing the Russian war. Thank you, Adam, for this conversation, for the update on what is happening, what is needed, and especially, of course, for everything you and your colleagues in Poland are doing. Thank you so much. Uh, we we will do it then, and and thank you also for your support and, uh, and um, interest in the situation, and we hope we can overcome it. Uh, um with 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 joint actions thank you